Hey, remember when the Jazz had that big lead over the Knicks in the first quarter, right? I believe. Oh, uh, well, not so fast, the my friend. The answer. Not so fast. They had a nine-point lead at one point. Game's tied at 23.50 to go in the first quarter. A little scare there. Jalen Brunson got ran into. Yeah. Cody Kessler just kind of... Boom, and then, wait, it's okay. He's back up. Got a little worried because the Knicks don't need anybody else sitting out right now. But I ain't worried because Trista talked me into the Hawks, and they're up seven over the Lake Show, Mm -hmm. now seven-and-a-half-point favorites, and I was already on the Celties, and the Celtics are up ten on those Pacers of Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. Sadiq down by the Bay. We got Sadiq down by the Bay, throwing one down. 29-22, Hawks over the Lakers. (laughs) You know, it's funny. Because the Lakers made the Western Conference Finals last year, it wasn't a narrative, but now it's starting to be a thing. Darvin Ham is the head coach of the Lakers, Trista. We talk so much about uh, you know Adrian Griffin being a rookie head coach with the Bucks and it being in a win-now situation. Darvin Ham, same damn thing. Yeah, second-year coach uh, took the team to the Western Conference Finals, but I think they're kind of done with them. Can't wait to ask Keith Smith about this because from the Laker bloggers and Laker media, I, I don't know really what you would call them, the the like that contingency the the screams are getting even louder to a shriek they're like if you can't get rid of ham now i don't know what what we're doing the continuity has been the biggest issue with this team for so so long though i mean when you're used to having consistency going back to you know magic johnson and showtime lakers all the way through so many years of at least consistent cores they've just been when lebron comes to a team the turnover is quick, right? Like, if it's not working, they're getting rid of you. I mean, he got Dwayne Wade out of Cleveland when he was there because he was so bad, right? Like, like yeah. you're my boy, but sorry, Ruthless. this ain't going to work. You're going back to Miami. Like, yeah. this can't happen. So, yeah, I mean, look, the Lakers are certainly a team that is desperate. They're a team that's in win-now mode. And they're a team that, quite frankly, has been one of the biggest disappointments in the NBA this year. I really like their offseason. I like what they did at the deadline, and that's why I bet them to make the playoffs last year, and they went to the Western Conference Finals, and you'd figure they'd build on it. But instead, it's gone the other way, which is a great example of how you can get there and maybe never get back again. And it just makes me keep thinking about the Lions having Ben Johnson there versus not. Like, they're in a better spot to get back to that position. Everybody's bought in. They want to win a Super Bowl for the city of Detroit. And... You know, if Ben Johnson had left, that could have been it. It could have been your Packers winning the division for the next few years. Yeah, man, and I like I hate to bring them up, but I mean, I was watching Aaron Rodgers raise that Lombardi trophy with my mother, and I was like, Mom, I'm going to get seven more of these. We're just getting started. Never returned ever again. I remember sitting at a yep. Buffalo Wild Wings, Game 5 of the NBA Finals, Big looking at my wings. wife and Big saying, fan. yeah, I lost a couple hundred on OKC, but this team's going to be around for a decade. James Harden's going to be the sixth man of the year. <laughs> KD will be an MVP candidate. Russ is probably the most fun, the funnest, most fun point guard in the league. And then they never returned to the NBA Finals ever again. So you got to capitalize when you get there, man. And like going back to the Lions, hate to continue to rag on Dan Campbell. He's also the reason that they were there. He got people yep. to buy in. He changed that team, man. He changed the organization. And, you know, guys still buy in. That's why Ben Johnson's returning. That and, you know, he didn't get the 15 mil that he wanted from the commandos for coaching the squad. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I Yeah, I mean, it's it's just crazy. I think what, what's hard, too, is, like, adjusting to teams. Like, we talked about this with the Nuggets, right, looking at them as a title contender. And then they win yeah. the title, and now it's like you have to take the name Denver Nuggets, NBA champions, put it in the same sentence, and respect that moving forward. Well, now the Detroit Lions are going to run this thing back. So you, in turn, now have to take Detroit Lions 
and at least NFC Championship game and use it in the same sentence because we've already had it. And you're going to have, it's not going to be the same roster. They're certainly going to have to work on things like improving their secondary. I'm sure that's something they're going to address this offseason. Aaron Glenn is probably going to stay the defensive coordinator. I know Washington talked to him, but he sounds like one of those guys that's getting these interviews but not quite there yet. Like, you know, guys get interviews sometimes three years before they actually become a head coach. Yeah. So if you're going to have both of your coordinators back, you're going to have your head coach, you're going to have those weapons in the backfield, maybe somebody like a Jamison Williams finally gets a full offseason and a full really start good. to the year. Really good. The Detroit Lions could be better next year than they were this year. I and think- you've added that playoff experience, which is so important for a team like yeah, that. Yeah, they should try they should they should find a way to draft like Kool-Aid McKinstry. Mm-hmm. Boom. There you go. You fix up that yes. secondary a little bit. That would be I mean that would be absolutely problem is they're drafting at 29th. Right now they're being mocked to take Chop Robinson. I would love that. Yeah, that yeah. works too. They could also trade up. There's always that option for too. Sure. All right, we have Keith Smith now. He's ready to go finally. Spotrack, the front office show jumps on with us now. Oh, we're watching the Knicks and Jazz play right now, Keith. And you know, this Knicks team, it's just so different watching a team that for so long we've made fun of bad culture, can't seem to make the right decisions in the offseason. And now, even with OG Ananobi out, Julius Randle out, like they have other guys stepping up and playing big roles like a Josh Hart and a Dante DiVincenzo. When you watch this Knicks team, who has the longest win streak right now, knock on wood uh, for me and some of us in this room, yeah, longest win streak in the NBA, do you do you see a team that can make some serious noise in the East? Yeah, I think they can. And I think the really interesting thing is they might have another move left in them. Well, we'll see if they do something with Evan Fournier's contract and all those uh, picks that they're kind of sitting on. We, we did, they might have another trade. And if they do, that's going to make them really dangerous. But the OG and Anobi trade, it, it just locked everything in for them. I know it's tough to give up Emmanuel quickly and RJ Barrett, but to those guys, you know, being there or, or in an OB being there, it's just so huge for them and puts them in a place where now they have a guy who just locks in on, on the wings. And then when Randall is out, and I know Ananobi's out right now too, but when Randall's out, you can slide Ananobi to the four. And now that makes them really, really tough. I'm watching the Atlanta Hawks give it to the L.A. Lakers right now. And we were saying this before you came on, that the contingency of bloggers and media people that cover the Lakers, they are starting to be completely fed up with Darvin Ham. I know that the whispers were happening early on the season, but now people are saying the quiet part out loud that Darvin Ham just needs to go because his rotations don't make any sense. And the things that worked for them, taking them to the Western Conference Finals, those rotations, he just simply abandons. Even though he goes with them for short periods of time, like, what are you hearing about how the Lakers are feeling about the direction of this team and how to fix it? I haven't heard anything as far as them wanting to go in a different direction. Everything that you hear out of the organization itself is that they believe in him and they think, you know, he's going to get it done and that they're okay with everything he has done for them. But I, it is getting louder. I think all it's going to take is a player or two to be, uh, instead of being vague about their criticisms, be a little bit more pointed. And then, you know, especially if it comes from LeBron, then all of a sudden you might see some changes. But like, I, it's the challenge is you don't know how many more years left you have of LeBron and AD playing this well, and they've been relatively healthy this season too. And if you're just gonna kind of let it wither away with a 500 team that is hanging out in the playing tournament, it's just not good enough. And they're definitely gonna have to go in a different direction at some point. 
Keith, for the third consecutive season, I've talked myself into betting the Boston Celtics to win the NBA Finals. They're 3-1 <laughs> to one right now. If anybody out there would like to join me, they're plus 140 to win the East. Just let's focus on the East because I still think it's the Nuggets in the West, maybe one of these young teams. But is it Milwaukee, Philly, New York, Miami once again, Cleveland? You know, I think it's kind of a sleeper team. They're 25-1. to one. Who concerns you the most in a seven-game series that matches up well against Boston, do you think? I think it's still the Bucks. Like they're they're just going to be a challenge, you know, when it comes down to it. And the biggest thing I think there is how do you defend both Giannis and Dame? You know, it sounds great to have Drew Holiday in the fold, but then you're really relying on a much older Al Horford to give you a bunch of minutes against uh, Giannis. Now, the other question is on the other end. How are the Bucks going to defend the Celtics? Because the Bucks defense yeah. is just hasn't been good for a while. So I I feel good about the Celtics' chances. You know, to get through this feels like the best team simply if for no other reason the presence of Kristaps Porzingis, where he just gives them a very different look. Uh, they, they can attack those switches now in a very different way, and you're no longer throwing it to a guy like Robert Williams, who's it's either a direct dunk at the basket or he's going to hot potato it and pass it. You can now get it to Porzingis. And the biggest thing he learned with his time in Washington is I only got to get to 10, 12 feet and turn. And there's not a player in the league unless it's Victor Wembanyama. We're not worried about seeing him in the playoffs. Is no one can contest my shot. I just got to turn and shoot over him. So that's, I think, the uh, you know big, big thing that makes the Celtics very different this time around. You mentioned the Bucks. I wanted to get your thoughts on the Doc Rivers hire. You know, the Adrian Griffin firing has been discussed at nauseum, but the Doc Rivers hire is sort of head head scratching to me. As someone who used to cover the Boston Celtics day in day out, you know, former coach of the Celtics, Doc Rivers, like, what do you think he brings to this team, and like, what do you think the largest limitations for him will be? Yeah, I think, you know, Doc just brings us that sense of almost like calm to, to the team where it's going to be, there's nothing he hasn't seen at this point. And I think that's, that's a good thing. On the flip side, Doc tends to trust reserves way more than he probably should. I uh, play, he loves to play all reserve lineups. That, that was something that, uh, the Celtics fans tired of at the end. Clippers fans really got upset with it. And, uh, Sixers fans did as well. And that always seems to go in a place where he just doesn't get away from it quick enough. So that's going to be something that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I think, you know, if we're, we're in a big playoff game and there's 10 minutes of all backup lineups, Bucks fans are going to lose their mind. But it's, it's, it's tough because Doc wins. He wins in the regular season. He wins a ton. And and I know there's the whole he's blown all kinds of series leads all over the place. But he still gets his teams up in those series. Maybe he just hasn't had the right teams. You know, I don't really know what it is, but I, I'm not super enthused by the hire, to, to be honest, because I think it's one of those things where I don't know how much different it's going to be with Doc in there than it would have been with um, – Adrian Griffin. I'm just not sure it's going to make that big of a difference. Yeah, that was the joke. I said that they were destined for a second-round exit with Adrian Griffin, and now they're destined for a second-round exit with Doc Rivers. So, talking to Keith Smith, BetMGM tonight. So, Joel Embiid's questionable tonight against the Warriors. He's going to go through pregame warm-ups, decide if he can play. Yesterday was the first time the conversation really started to gain some steam about the 65-game minimum rule to be eligible for awards and all-NBA and all those things. Joel Embiid is having an MVP season. Nobody's going to argue that. But he may not be allowed to be MVP if he misses enough games when it's all said and done. If he does 
play 60 games this year, whatever the case is, and isn't eligible to win MVP. Do you think that they'll consider changing that rule in the offseason, maybe just dropping it down some games? Because there's definitely going to be an outcry if that happens. Yeah, it's not as easy to just change it. That's mm-hmm. going to have to be something they're going to have to go to the union and collectively bargain and, and come up with it. I think there's a chance they may change it, but when I think they may change it is shortly after the TV contract is signed. I think you know part of this whole 65-game rule was to tell the television partners and potentially prospective new television partners, hey, mm-hmm. guys are going to be on the floor more if they want to mm-hmm. win these awards. And we think we're going to see guys out there. And then once those are signed, they may say, you know, hey, we're not going to change it to like 40 games, <laughs> but we may need to look at changing this to 60 games and, and changing it a little bit. And, and I, I kind of get it. I get the idea behind that because – 60 games, that's like three-quarters of a season. I think that's okay if that's ultimately where we land out. I also was fine with just let individual voters decide if a guy played or not. Play, played enough or not. I think you know when you have 100 people voting on these things, you're not going to get 90 people saying, ah, yeah, you know, 30 games is enough. Hey, they're going to use common sense on where it's at, and it's going to be interesting. Where it'll also get really interesting is if there's not a really strong second choice for MVP, then people are really going to lose their minds because it's going to be seen as, oh, well, you were the you 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 won the bogus MVP award because player A and B weren't weren't available. Mm-hmm. They had to go down to player C, and that's that's where the discourse is going to get really ugly. You mentioned uh, Denver being one of the favorites. Obviously, they're going to be in the West. Uh, Timberwolves beat the OKC Thunder last night in a really good one. They're rumored to be going after Bogdan Bogdanovich, who's actually playing right now against the Lakers. Like, what's your thoughts on that potential move? And and do you think the Timberwolves have the best chance of of beating the Nuggets in the West, or is it a team like the Clippers? Uh, I, I'm you know I, I wish I wasn't here again, but here I am. I'm believing in the Clippers because this is what I do every year, right around. Uh, you know, the trade deadline, uh, I'm all in, and then I look like an idiot, uh, you know, two games into the first round. So I'm kind of, you know, we'll see. I, I think the Clippers have a real chance. I think they're going to be very tough out, especially if they're healthy. But obviously, it's only if they're healthy. If not, Minnesota gave Denver some challenges in the first-round series they played a year ago when Denver won the title. And I think their size is just something different that they throw at them, especially in help spots where Jokic has to work that much harder. Now, I think, yeah, they could get a lot guy like Bogdanovich for the bench. I honestly think that is the best possible landing spot for Kyle Lowry if he takes a buyout. Everybody's got him already pegged to Philly, and maybe that's how it goes because that'd be going back home for him. But with the Wolves, he comes in and plays 15, 20 minutes a night behind Mike Conley, and now you've stabilized the position because they won last night. Mm-hmm. But generally, when Mike Conley's been off the floor, they get real messy. So that's mm-hmm. the one concern I have for them. But Bogdanovich would be huge because they feel like they're one guy short off their bench. Keith Smith, great to talk to you. Great point, too, on the MVP. Water down if Embiid can't get it. Twitter will absolutely love that. Great to talk to you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. All right, it's BetMGM tonight. We're back with Trista, Ryan, and Nick on BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Oh, and this time next week, guys, we're going to be in Vegas. 
getting ready for the big old game. BetQL Network's going to bring you all kinds of coverage there. BetMGM Sportsbook at Mandalay Bay. we got our own setup there. It's going to be great. Who's ready? Awesome. I'm ready, ready, baby. Ready Cannot to wait. we got guests. West Coast time. Social team. Yeah, we'll be done by 8 o'clock. Time to go back and then take a nap before we go out in Vegas. Because, you know, in Vegas it's... You know, nothing starts till like 2 a.m. So I may not good. sleep the entire week. <laughs> In fact, I'm actually moving to first class right now there with Trista as low as 242, baby. Yeah. Just do it, baby. I'm going like, to be like Jerry, you know? And you, you, you guys be... saw that Seinfeld episode, yeah. obviously? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have the comfy blanket. The vodka seven ups. There you go. Getting that, getting that mimosa at seven Ooh. o'clock in the morning. That way, when I see you and PJ, when we all meet yep. at the airport, we'll I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put PJ in a little one of these, yeah. give a little nuggie, give a little nuggie. Hey there, buddy. PJ. Yeah. Locks. I yeah. still, still, all I can think about is us doing a uh, something with our social team about a PJ makeover. I would love. love God, that. I want to do that. Well, you know so what we bad. should just do is literally, <laughs> we don't even have to buy anything. We can just show them how things should look. That's we could tr- take them to the since we're at the Aria anyway. The Aria has All Saints, I think, like right next to it at the Cosmo. There's a bunch of places that we could take him just to try stuff on. Like, PJ, this fits you, this fits you, this fits you. <laughs> this is the size that you buy now. So he's not swimming in his double XL and he's he literally, eight, 110 PJ, pounds. I'm, I'm not even lying, guys. Like, PJ and I could fit the same clothes. <laughs> and he wears clothes that, like, a linebacker or DN oh, it's so in the great. NFL, like a fat, a fat linebacker, not even like, or or like uh, anyway, yeah. PJ doesn't care. He doesn't even know. We just now, yeah. This this has to happen some way somehow. We're gonna do some sort of bit with him, and that's all I want. Dante DiVincenzo, let's go. How about those Knicks, Ryan? Fade my Knicks again, why don't you? I know. It's only a two point wall, four yeah. point, five point yeah. game. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Dante DiVincenzo's got line though. What, was the, what did the line close at for you, Ryan? In this one? Uh-huh. Because it was four and a half it when was, I got it. Uh, four and a half. Yeah, I think it stayed yeah. at four and a half. Yeah. Oh, God, they left Jordan Clarkson wide open, though. And he missed. So JC, good. baby. Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> uh, so, Brock Purdy is obviously now somebody that a lot of people are looking at, I feel like the 49ers, to win Super Bowl MVPs. Plus 220. Mahomes is the favorite. Plus 125. It's wow. Patrick Mahomes, which, you know, it makes sense, which is funny because Should've the 49ers, was, 49ers are slight favorites, but Mahomes is the favorite to win MVP. Uh, that's It's weird pricing right now, but this is where we are. At the same time, Christian McCaffrey is plus 450 to win MVP, guys. And I know that that number is not nearly as good as it was just heading into the NFC Championship game. What was that number? I want to say there was a nine to one, okay. and it might have been down to six to one before that game, or a plus. Yeah, that sounds about right. It was nine to one, dropped to plus six fifty, I think, before that game. So, oh man, I just saw. I'm getting just. There's some. There has been some great basketball actually. There, on there's tonight. so much going on tonight too. Like I took I Georgia Tech. They're down three to Carolina. I took Marquette. I'm sorry. I took Nova. They're actually they were down like a hundred, and now they're up one. Somehow. South Carolina's up three with a minute to go on nice. Tennessee. So this is good. Yeah. This may be a very distracted actually. segment, but hey, they want us to sit here and react to stuff. That's what so live betting that's, is. That's ah. what you're gonna get right now. Live betting, Tristan. That's what you're gonna get. Yeah, but like if they're. Christian McCaffrey's not winning regular season MVP. Damn it, should be MVP. Really, I like. No, he should not. Yes, he should. He should. You, you have I a digress. ticket for Lamar Jackson. Yeah. It has nothing to do with who should actually win. It's your money. That's what this is all That's about. My God, does. Thank you so much. You just talked me into now. You know what? I kind of felt guilty about the two hundred and forty-two dollars. Now I do not anymore. Lamar money, baby. There you go. Ryan, so you'll be fine. We're expensing this. I love it. You expense Expense these things. Expense. Do you need me to help you? No, no. He didn't expense his trip last year. I don't like to be extra. Unless, you how know, about, Ryan, unless it's the hip. 
Ryan, your contract's over in three months. Ryan, we're going to have a conversation with you <laughs> off the air after hey, this. Hey, what, okay? that, what does that score say? 65-53, Boston over the Pacers. There you go. Bet that's your how ass. You, that's that was how a Horvath se- seven-star play. That's right. how you segue from an awkward conversation right there. Good job, buddy. Big job there. But DiVincenzo, corner three, misses. Sorry, go on. No, you're fine. This is, again, there's a million things going on here, so we have to deal with it. I... I really think that even at plus 450, Christian McCaffrey is a great bet. We mentioned earlier, like, we're, we're looking at the rushing and receiving. I think it's a, at 132, 133, give or take, somewhere around there. I think that number could balloon close to 140. That's going to get bet up like crazy. But if he has a game like that, there's at least an opportunity here. If the Chiefs do what we've seen time and time again— going after quarterbacks, making their lives miserable. If Brock Purdy doesn't have the opportunity to throw the football consistently and they make his life hell and Christian McCaffrey is getting a bunch of carries, he's getting, uh, you know, targets and making plays, at plus 450, that's still a solid bet for somebody that has really as important of a role as Brock Purdy does in the offense. I agree, man. I think McCaffrey is going to go absolutely ham in this game, as the kids say. Um, and I'm sticking with my Niners pick. You know, I, I think that you know though that you know though. I think the way that they beat the Chiefs though is it's a huge McCaffrey game. Like last week, I said it was going to be a huge Brock Purdy game, mm-hmm. and then in the first half, I was like, "Oh my god, bad. I'm an idiot. I'm calling for Sam Darnold. I'm going to lose all these props." <laughs> and then McCaffrey comes home, Kittle goes under, Debo goes over. So I was like, "Okay, I'm a big Brock Purdy guy." And also, like what I like about Brock Purdy. You could call him a game manager. He's way more than a game manager, especially just w- he what he could plays. do with his legs, yeah. too. Yep. You know, and, and game managers don't roll to their left no. and then throw the, you know, direct opposite. God, that was a risky throw. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. man. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, the cardinal rule that you yeah. don't do that. You don't, you don't do throw that. across your body. But if you're going to throw across your body and somehow complete it in the biggest game of your life, then it is what it is. But it's the, took, no, 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 no. Okay, good. Okay, good. Yeah, good. exactly. But I agree. I think that's how San Francisco wins this game. Like, you run the ball against Kansas City. I went back last night, and I tortured myself wondering what the hell the Ravens were doing in that game. They just completely abandoned the run in the second mm-hmm. half. And it's, it's like that game was never out of hand, man. It was a 10-point game. It was a two-possession game. And they just completely abandoned the run for whatever reason. San Francisco's not going to do that. Like, no. if they go down seven points to the Chiefs, well, let's be honest. they're not going to go away from the run. So I love the McCaffrey Kyle props. Kyle Shanahan is, yeah. is a much better play caller and coach and, like, offensive mind than Todd Monken or John Harbaugh. Like, it, he just is. He's not Better gonna, offensive mind, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. better yeah. offensive yeah. mind. Sure. I'm For not sure. saying, like, overall coach. Yeah. But in general, you can rely on Shanahan to exploit weaknesses and matchup advantages that they yeah. have. And that's just clearly not what the Ravens did. Well, that's what's so sad for the Ravens and their fans. And it's like all year long they celebrated uh, Greg Roman being gone. That you know the power they didn't run power what like at all. Lamar had what five, six, eight rushing attempts in that game. I know he went under nine and a half, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, per- I think Purdy's going to use his legs. So I think I'm going to go. I mean, I already did. But I think it's going to be a rushing game for him, at least twelve yards, and then a big game for McCaffrey. And I'm sticking with my Niners pick. If I got to die with the Chiefs, then that's fine. But I got good prices. I got 7-1 to one with the Niners. Does this... You can get the Chiefs now at minus 7 for plus 320. Well, that's what I was talking about with PJ on Tuesday. I was like, it's plus 350. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen the script. I know how this ends. Mahomes <laughs> wins another one. But, no, I, I think that I think the Niners are going to win, man. I think it's Super Bowl or bust. I know it's Super Bowl or bust. They're not going to be able to bring all these guys back. They're kind of in cap held themselves next mm-hmm. year. Well, but the hedge, though, you already have those Niners future. The hedge is, is Kansas City Yeah, just take alts. the Chiefs. Yeah. yeah. Kansas I, City alts. I'm not going to do it, though. I think I think the Niners are going to win this game. 
think it I think it's gonna happen, guys. It's crazy to think Mahomes was ten to one when the playoffs started to win MVP. Good our Hawks. And now he's plus one twenty five. Our Hawks. I know, man. Ah! It's 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 just crazy that like the, know, last, annoying. the last two years, though. I don't though. even know what animal that was. That's a hawk, obviously. <laughs> Are we sure? Oh, 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 that's not a hawk. I think it's, I think it's, it's, a, it's a hawk that lost its voice as laryngitis. <laughs> I'm afraid of hawks. <laughs> we are afraid of hawks? Yeah. What, like, what, like bald eagles scare the hell out of me, yeah, too. Yeah, but you're not bald. They won't treat you like a rock. I don't know. I, I don't, oh, yeah, that's true. I don't <laughs> like birds. It's a weird story. Like, growing up, my grandmother, she was, like, only afraid of birds for whatever reason. She saw the movie Birds, scared the hell out of her, you know. And uh, one time, I went on a water Scott slide. Spit out on, his water. What? Yeah, the, the, that's, that's Hitchcock, right? Yeah. Birds. you never seen yeah, Birds, no, black did, and but, white film. But I just never. My grandma, for whatever reason, didn't like birds. She was afraid of birds. And I don't really like birds either. They're dirty. They're filled with germs. I don't know that they are all no, they, dirty. They are. They're all filled with germs. You don't want to touch a bird. Parrots aren't. If parrots at, you know, Well, yeah, like if you have, like, the house pet birds. Anyway, this is a true story. Mm-hmm. Some people don't believe it, but I promise that this is an actual story. You could ask my grandfather. I was afraid of heights as a kid. Mm-hmm. They finally talked me into going on a water slide. I went up. It was, like, 10 feet up in the air. And like some sort of bird landed on my head. It's a true story. Did it poop on your head too? It would, like hurt. Like the bird That's was like good luck. If it was that like, happened. Yeah, it was like way. clawing at my head. And so this guy behind me starts like beating on my head because the bird wouldn't come off my head. Oh my and uh, I don't like birds. I don't like birds. I'm not afraid of much AI robots. Birds. Yeah, you're starting to add to your list of fears just a little bit here. So and spiders. I don't like spiders either. Uh, nobody likes spiders. Ryan's kind of afraid of. A lot and the of FBI things. from my Western Illinois days. But that's a story for another night. <laughs> Is that a story you can tell on the air? Yeah, I mean I've already told it. We. Okay. You, you've seen the movie Boiler Room. We thought that that oh, would be a yeah, good Oh, yeah, you idea. told that We story didn't realize already. that that's, like, really, really illegal. And yeah. we would do, you know, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday yeah, night. Just, you know, casino night. night. Yeah, yeah, poker night. Yeah, we had a roulette table. That's crazy. In our basement. And that was before Amazon. And a stripper pole. Yeah. Well, that was That was for Saturday nights. Right. Though. That that tends to be a very common thing dance. in college. Let's let's be honest Bands here. Bands will make her dance. Yeah. I'm just picturing a bird landing on little Ryan's head and just... <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And some I, guy was just like I get, beating listen, it yeah. the hell off. Well, I, I see Pause. what you did there. Pause. I did not. Pause. No. Stop, you guys. That is absolutely me, what you were saying. Let me do a little bit of promoting for the network. I okay. don't feel I've done a good enough job, okay. right? Oh, God. Don't you know do I it. wake up bright and early. I brush my teeth. I hit my... Um, I, I hit my Bulgarian no, squats and I listen to no the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins no and Chelsea problem. Messenger. Then I stick around for BetQL Daily with Aaron, with Joe, and right, with Chris. Return of the All Mac. Right. Oh my God! And then there's Jim Rome, and then there's Nick and Ken with You Better You Bet. Then we come around. But I just saw something tomorrow. PJ Glasser, as I like to call him, the Glass Man on Send It In. Bill Burr. Is joining PJ Glasser no, he's tomorrow not. on Send It In. Wait, now I'm interested. I'm coming back. 1 p.m. Eastern. Is Bill Burr really? Bill on Burr show? will be breaking down the big what? game what? with PJ Glasser. Is this true? Yeah, they're gonna tomorrow 1 p.m. Eastern. Check it out on Twitter. Give I love PJ. Bill Burr. Yeah, I see the promote the the, the <laughs> yeah, thing right yeah. there. Is I thought true? you were doing one of your bits. Now you actually did something legit for well, a change. How Thank do I you. find this? It's always legit. The Daily Tip is legit. We don't. Need you to go down the line every single day. Daily is legit. Hey, one team, one dream. Yeah, right? is, it, is it? Hey, you know, you know why Fox Sports won? No, he's won? really on. Yeah, I know. I'm looking at it right here. I mean, what do you... Why? How? Good why? for Why? Because PJ's the man. How? Because we're one team, one dream around here on the BetQL app. 
And so 1 p.m. tomorrow, you sit your asses down and you tune in to send it in on the BetQL app, twitch.tv backslash BetQL. Peach kind of looks like Bill Burr. He looks like... Uh, he Except looks Peach like... has more hair and glasses and he's way yeah, smaller. But, like, but besides that, look you know. At, look at, like, if you put, like, just Bill's face... And uh, Paul uh, Beersy is going to be on there, too. Wow. I, I call him PV. I don't see... You call him PV? <laughs> I don't see the resemblance at all of PJ and Bill You know, Burr. I don't either. They're just, you know... <laughs> I love They're Bill Burr, They're just white though. and have red hair <laughs> and have fair skin. They're just gingers. Is that basically ginger? Like, not all gingers look alike, right? <laughs> well, again, one has a shaved head and one like, has... I don't know Dante DiVincenzo well, is a ginger, and he yeah. doesn't look anything like Well, PJ when it Glasser. popped up, I was like, oh, there's a picture of Peach. Did he get his head shaved? I was like, is that Bill Burr? Bill Here's what Burr? I do know. Bill Burr wears clothes that fit him, yeah. and PJ does not. Okay, stop so the Peach that. slander. Bill Burr tomorrow, PJ. We are 1 p.m. Eastern, BetQL, backslash, all that PJ. stuff I said earlier. You, you this know. looks like an AI photo of a catfish. See, th- this is the thing, Ryan. PJ, everybody loves PJ. Hey, he's like do. everybody's little brother, right? Yeah. He's the little brother of the network here. Yeah. So all we want to do is just, you know, show him how to, like, grow up. up a little just bit. Just glow and, up, grow up. Yeah, that's all. Just a fresh little bit. Fresh snow. The fresh snow up. Get it? What do you... Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, we'll take him shopping. His, his profile photo, he's wearing a backpack. Well, we could take him shopping <laughs> in Las Vegas. There's plenty of great places to shop. This is true. Yeah, there is. We don't even have to leave the I hotel. I would bet you management would let us expense some of that shopping for PJ if it meant he was doing it for the show. What if we got him a lady friend, mm-hmm. and all she did... Like a... Like, yes. Like, yeah, like, which kind, Tristan? Yep. Stop. And that all kind? she did was Not give, as him, legal as you would think. give him compliments on... She doesn't have to do anything except for give him compliments on the right way to wear clothes. She can see if there's any, you know, she's like, oh, yeah, this one fits really well. That's like a movie. Then they fall in love. <laughs> yeah. It's like Jennifer Gardner, you know, uh, the guy that played it's Judy called, Hauser. It's called The yeah. Escort. Yeah. The show is called The Pretty Escort. Woman. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, but it's like, the. have you ever Only seen the Dave Chappelle? Only he's not a private equity guy. When, when yeah. he does what would really happen in real life, and he goes, okay, you need to get the F out of here. <laughs> they said, I don't pay him to sleep with me. I pay him to leave. That was a Charlie Sheen line, yes, too. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, very much a Charlie Sheen line. Oh, man. Hard I, to segue out of that one. But no, yeah, it's it impossible. But I it's... think we could do that. Like, what What will we get Peej wearing, though? We should get him, like, Affliction and, like, Ed Hardy shirts. No, we Get him, like, a barbed wire. No, 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 no. PJ's going to be classy. We're going to get him a nice button down. We're going to get him a Vuitton nice jacket. Store. There's a Louis Vuitton store at the Aria Mall. We can write off Louis? Trista, let, let, let's take a baby step right, here, okay? He's, step. he's asking Saints. about Walmart yeah, clothing. So let's, like, maybe go up a little bit to Target the first. The or Crystal, whatever. Before we start getting him some Louis. There's some spots in there. He's, He's hanging out oh, with yeah. Bill Burr. He's going to be wearing Louie uh, soon enough. He only needs a couple of shirts, you know? A couple just, of, and some pants. Let's be honest. Yeah. PJ's jeans could yeah. fit yeah. better, Get him too. Some, just some button-downs that actually fit, a tailored shirt or two, a couple of even just some good jackets. You know, that's it. Doesn't need a tie. Just a little joggers go. like you wear. You, yeah. wear some good, you guys wear have good joggers. Yeah, we'll yeah. to, we we'll take him to Lulu. We'll take him to the gym. Yeah. You know, I can we'll do some biceps, yeah. some wrist curls. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is in do a here. line of creatine. Could you imagine if PJ got absolutely jacked? I mean, we can get him the right stuff. He wants to do a cycle or two. Yeah, I know like a couple. Pat Max's I got song. a couple buddies back home. Get him right in about three, hey, three to hey, five months. Peach. Hey, Peach, you want to do a cycle what's or two? With, what's up with Peach? Why does he got so much back knee? <laughs> <laughs> Why is he so ripped? It's Pet MGM tonight. It's time for more Bet MGM Tonight with Ryan, Trista, and Nick on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM. 
Oh, how about those Knicks and those Celtics, Ryan? You're on one side, but you don't. You got to stop Come fading in, my Knicks, man. Stop fading them. Well, I'm I'm more concerned about my Celtics, who are up big. <laughs> Celtics. They put up 81 points in the first half. Literally, nobody plays defense on the Pacers at all. Like this team just gives up a ton of points. If they could ever get to be just like an average defensive team, they're going to be so good. Yeah. So good. There's so much going on tonight. My brain is like, Pshaw. I know. Georgia Tech's up five on North Carolina. That's pretty big, right? Especially the way yeah. that North Carolina's playing. They're number three in the country. Now it's a four-point game. Marquette just went back up eight, which is brutal. That was the game that made no sense. So Villanova actually closed this one-and-a-half-point favorites. Villanova this season, I know they're at home, but Jay Wright ain't walking through that door. And they're also only 11-9 and nine this season, four and five in Big East play. Marquette's the number nine team in the country, and they're one-and-a-half-point dogs. So I just blindly bet Villanova, which is never a good idea. <laughs> I get that. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. We had two of those tonight because then Kansas State's unranked and they're playing Oklahoma, but that doesn't look to matter either as Oklahoma's up carries the one. 23 to 9. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Jason Tatum, by the way, 23 points, three rebounds, four assists in the first half for the Celtics. 81-66, Boston up at halftime. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton back, 4-14 in the first half, 10 points, five assists, three rebounds. So His number was 20 and a half. He'll probably get it. Points-wise? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because at this point, it could be assists with the, the way for he sure. plays. You know, although it's been a while that it's since he's been... A, what was his assist tonight? I stayed away just because I was like, I don't... I didn't see that. Yeah. I just... I When a guy comes back from injury, I always want to give it just like... A little bit. Just just, just want to kind of... Long stretch. You miss like a game or two. Like, I'm not worried about Embiid if he plays tonight necessarily. But, you know, somebody that misses... His number's 36 and a half, though. Embiid? Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, who's... What's Golden State going to do? I mean, yeah, they really. have nothing to they, stop him. They got nothing. So and he probably, he'll probably go for 45 against them if yep. he plays. Or he may just not even play because whoever knows. Lakers down 11 at halftime. We, we love it. Talk, I almost cussed. That's what I'm effing talking about. Man, LeBron's got eight points. They're, he's just three of six. The, the problem is, like, the Lakers have a team that is at least relatively balanced. They, they addressed some of their needs. They added more shooting last year, some more defense. And you just think, this all makes sense. Maybe it is Darvin Ham. I know I Keith Smith, who was on earlier, said there's no talk about getting rid of him. But, like, you watch this and go, something's wrong. The players are absolutely bus-tossing him after the game, too. Yeah. They're not saying his name directly, like Keith Smith alluded to, but they are absolutely talking about, like, lack of adjustments, that the rotations don't have any consistency. They go back to the rotation that got them to the Western Conference Finals. He abandons it after one game that they win. It just doesn't make any sense. It's like a man who's trying to get fired. Yeah, and I don't think they're going to turn it around, to be honest with you. I don't, feel, I don't feel good about the Lakers. I don't, I don't think they're like a move away from turning that thing around, especially like when you look at the West. I feel obviously much better about my Clippers out in Los, Los Angeles. You know, these young teams. And then Denver. You know, I, I just Denver. I mean, the regular season doesn't even matter. They just have no. to be a top four seed, and they've earned that right, though, right? In the past, fine. you would say, "No, you got to win a title before you do it." Now Denver has. It's relatively the yeah. same team. No Bruce Brown, obviously, but you know they're they're focused on being healthy because once Jamal Murray was actually healthy, I mean, this is a team. Now you look and say, "You got a one-two punch plus all the other weapons you have on that team." They've earned that right, and that's what they need, right? Because yeah. like your best player, I don't think these days could be a point guard. Like in the playoffs, you need a big Unless or you need he's a seven wing. Feet tall. Yeah, and they have Jokic who could go out and be their best player, yeah. but also they have Jamal Murray, and then uh, he could go out and close games too. And, and then Jamal it, Murray's big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like them a lot again this year. Spoiler alert. 
yeah, not as much. As I mean, the, the Nuggets are in a position price. to the Nuggets are in position to be this type of team for for years to come. They got a good front office. They've made smart decisions. They identify talent in the draft, and they've locked up the talent that they want to keep there. And you can build around that. So, yeah, as we can have fun as much as we want, looking at like the Thunder or the Timberwolves right now. But I, I just don't trust young teams like that until you get one or two years, right? you got to go through the playoffs a little bit. You have to go through those playoff losses and and get that experience. And, you know, maybe the dark horse is the Clippers. Nuggets and Clippers, Western Conference Finals. Yeah, see, like the Clippers, I would trust. A bunch of guys that have been there before. Yeah, and I actually would. Yeah, Yeah. I would. They're healthy. They're actually a team that looks like a true contender. It's just, again, we haven't seen them stay healthy until knock on wood right now this year for the most part. So you just kind of, like, sit back. It's like, think of how much this year we talked about you know, well, the Dolphins could, but we need Tua to be healthy. Well, the Ravens, but you got to have Lamar get healthy. They both were healthy. Other things went wrong. At least the Ravens made, a, you know, the AFC Championship game. But Lamar stayed healthy, and we saw what they were capable of. If the Dolphins didn't get decimated by injuries on defense, they could have been a different team. But we know that they were soft. But you know what I mean? Like, you have these teams where you see what's on paper. It's just whether or not they can actually put that thing together and everybody stays healthy. So that's certainly where the Clippers are right now. But Kawhi can put that team on his back. With and Paul Ty George. I mean, yeah, you're right. And Ty Lu obviously has that experience too, and really one of the better coaches in the NBA. I don't think there's any question I about what he gets out of guys. It's him. It's Eric Spolstra. Mm-hmm. It's Michael Malone, and that's like those are the Tom three. Thibodeau. Come on, Tristan. Those, Look at what's going on in New York. Those are the yeah, three tids. I trust in terms of like making adjustments in game yeah. and preparation. I remember the Utah Jazz were the number one team in the NBA. They had the best offense in the NBA, and. Ty Lue decided to play Nick Batum at the five and absolutely decimated the Utah Jazz. Put Rudy Gobert in a tailspin and went five out, and it was curtains. And I remember being like, wow, Ty Lue, what a coaching performance that was. Mm -hmm. He continuously did did that actually same thing against the Mavericks when they were on the ropes as well. And, And all of a sudden, Kawhi went completely robot, and they win that series. So, yeah, man, I, I think Ty Lue is, is, one of the best in the business. Yeah, really underrated, really damn good. I didn't know, obviously, like in the beginning because of the LeBron stuff. Same but... thing with Spo. Both of those guys got almost underrated because LeBron was there. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, there are certain teams, too, where you're able to, like we talk about the Lakers being, you know, there's just always this type of turnover. You can't really develop any chemistry when you're constantly changing up important players that are part yeah. of a rotation. You can't figure it out. While the Nuggets, on the other hand, have... Again, no Bruce Brown this year, but like they've got generally the same core that they had that won a title, and they've been together for a couple of years, so you build that continuity. It's the same thing, you know, even in the NFL, right? We talk about continuity with offensive coordinators and young quarterbacks and how important that is. I mean, we spend so much time talking about Ben Johnson in Detroit. I think it's important to, like, C.J. Stroud is really lucky that Bobby Slowick is going to stick around in Houston because that was the big question is, is he really ready to be a head coach yet? It might be a little bit early, but we see what he was able to do with Stroud. But now he's sticking around. He gets an extension, and that doesn't mean that he can't go somewhere and talk you know, to another team about being a head coach in a year. But if you're C.J. Stroud, the offensive coordinator that helped you look like a franchise quarterback, I mean, instantly is sticking around longer. That means so much to a Texans team that I would argue has an even brighter future than the Detroit Lions. When did offensive coordinators or coordinators in general start bolting as soon as they got success with their team? Because it feels like as soon as you get momentum, mm-hmm. especially like these young up-and-coming teams like the Eagles, for example, it's like as soon as you get hot as a coordinator, you're gone, and then that team's kind of like without. I blame Sean McVay. He changed it all. 
Weezy guy got it, guy got it so young. Yeah, remember when everybody was ripping the move too? Like, mm-hmm. oh man, this guy's too young. This mm-hmm. is two years too early. But yeah, I'd rather get my guys two years two my guy two years early than not get him at all. And with McVeigh, it was the right move. They went to the playoffs the first year. They won double digit games. He fixed Jared Goff, uh, fixed that offensive line, fixed Todd Gurley. Not that he really had to. Todd Gurley was just running behind a really bad offensive line. Yeah, I mean, now it's like you got to capitalize when you're hot. Like, that's why I was surprised that Ben Johnson didn't go. But he'll probably only be hotter next year. Because yep. I don't think that yes. offense is going to regress. No. And have all the same defense pieces. Defense will probably get better. And I don't think mm-hmm. there's a team in the NFC that's really going to get any better. Maybe Green Bay, you know, because mm-hmm. they have a first-round pick and an early second-round pick because of the Rodgers trade. But divisional rivalry but games in, in a playoffs, you never know what you're going to get. Vikings probably lose Kirk Cousins. You know, like who's going to get better in the NFC? Maybe Atlanta gets Kirk Cousins. I, I don't. I don't know. I'm not totally ready to just write off the Eagles at least regular season. They should get better. I uh, think they'll get better just because. Yeah, I mean, anytime you replace Matt Patricia, I mean, you could pl- replace upgraded, him with an egg. They upgraded their Kellen coordinators. Moore, Kellen Moore is is a very innovative mm-hmm. offensive mind. Yeah. Sometimes a little too innovative. Sometimes mm-hmm. a little too Madden esque. But listen, he turned Dak Prescott into a very like elite quarterback. I think it'll be a good fit with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I mean, I'm not ready to write them off, Dallas off. It's good regular season yeah. teams. These are teams that but, you at least know they can do it in the regular season. But yeah, Detroit should still be around next year, now with Ben Johnson coming back. If he doesn't come back, I think they probably regress. But yeah, I, you know, I think no, the Rams. It's huge for golf. The Rams. Yeah, I love Rams the Rams. Are get Rams for sure. Yeah, so there are, there are certainly teams, but again, that's Maybe De- Seahawks. Detroit's right in the mix. Yeah, who's the red coach going to be? And yeah. the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. The Geno. Maybe they get worse. Maybe they get better. Yeah. Who knows? They might actually right be back, the odd but... team out if you're starting to look at some of these. Like, we just named some team. I mean, the Eagles were obviously already a playoff team. Rams were already a playoff Cardinals team. Cardinals would be better. Packers. Cardinals, Not much yeah. better, but a little well, better. Depends on how they draft. Full season yeah. of Kyler now. Healthy. Bears That's will a... be better with Caleb Williams. Yeah, probably. God, Commanders she... can't be any worse. That's true. We don't know who the coach is going to be. Maybe the commanders are the new Texans, though. I could see them, like, really taking a jump, depending on who they get as a coach. Mike McDonald's got to be the guy. I just don't know who else. Yeah, and he doesn't even have to move, you know? Yeah, he just has to drive. You just got to commute like I am. Maybe me and him could ride together. (laughs) Maybe you want to split parking with me. Maybe you could be his uh, offensive assistant. Yeah. It'd be perfect. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> like like me and Gordy, my grandpa going back in the day to two a days. I think they have something like that called Sluggo or something like that in the DC area where you just like get in somebody's car and, and you just get on the freeway and go. Like, there's some sort of program. Scott, are you familiar with there's this? There's some wild stuff it's that like, I know about. It's a, that long sounds familiar. Commute, it's a long commute carpool with strangers. I think it's called Sluggo. I think that's what it's called. I think that was like an energy drink, too, in Japan. (laughs) It would be a good one. Pretty sure. That sounds familiar, though. Yeah, where you like, or maybe it's like you get in one of those commuter lots. I think it's maybe you get in like a commuter lot, and there's those big vans that take you. Slug line? I think it's called slug slug line. Oh, my kid's not listening. Buddy, you do not get in vans. (laughs) With strangers. Stranger danger. If they offer you candy, go the other way. You ever get lost when you were a kid? No. I got lost one time at the fair. That doesn't surprise me at all. I just went up to some random stranger and I said, my name is Ryan Horvath. I am nine years old. I live on 608 Cornelia Street. My phone number is 81572. <laughs> and I just gave them all my info and they found my uh, they found my parents. Well, at least you were prepared. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. That was before all the concussions. You can That's remember your crazy. phone number, right? <laughs> I still know my number. That, good for you. I'm I don't know anybody else's. I don't save numbers. Ryan used to be a, a whiz kid. And now he's a whiz kid with multiple concussions. It's like if in like uh, that '70s show. You ever see the episode where they show before they were doing the circle, and Kelso's like a brainiac, 
he's a genius. Mm-hmm. And then they show him obviously after they discover the weed. I remember my uh, my smart. My middle brother got lost at a sesame place because we were going in one of those like water jungle gyms and they spray water on you. He didn't get want to get his hair wet. He didn't like getting his hair wet as a little. Yeah, kid. I didn't either. It's a really weird thing. Um, so we got lost. He just, he just didn't like getting his hair wet. He used to be able to jump into water and somehow not go under. Like, he could get himself buoyant <laughs> enough to float. It was the most no amazing way. thing ever. And he's a 250-pound power lifter now. So, you know, hey. Now he's he buoyant, can't. buoyant yeah. in his own way, I guess. It's a little different. It's Pet MGM tonight. It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more Bet MGM tonight. Presented by Bet MGM. <laughs> 